Today's episode is brought to you by the Vegas Beer Guys. The Everything Sequel podcast contains explicit language. You have been forewarned. Hello and welcome to the Everything Sequel Podcast. This is the Tremors Edition. We're ranking today. My name is Michael Schantz. I'm from the How Dare You Awards. Joining me in this delicious adventure is my good friend and co-host, Tom Stewart from Lonesome Whistle Productions. Hi, Tom. Everyone, buckle your shoe straps and pack a meat sandwich. We are under attack. <laughs> I think the sole function of Burt Gummer in these movies is to give me quotables for this podcast. For sure. <laughs> that can be the only reason they give him so many perfect one-liners. The very idea of a meat sandwich. Oh, it's beautiful. Those two words together are just fabulous. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the imagery that is produced by Burt Gummer's turn of phrase, it deserves its own book. Yeah, absolutely. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are getting to the Tremors series. We got a lot of these. This idea was given to us. (laughs) A fuckload, I believe, is the term. Yeah, a fuckload of of movies for the Tremors series. This idea was given to us by a listener. Yeah. Uh, Zach Clemo got to us on Instagram and asked us what he thought of the Tremors series or when we're going to do it. Full disclosure... I know Zach personally. In fact, we used to work together. There was another guy we used to work with. His name was Zabo. And I remember sending a message to everyone saying that their last names sound like one sounds like a disease and the (laughs) other thing sounds like the thing that causes that disease. As in, I caught the clemo and now I have full blown Zabo. But, Don't catch the clemo, kids. It it also sounds like you're trying to co- corner the Z market of the of the phone book when it comes to friends, right? So this one's for you, buddy. Yeah, and uh, you you know what? Uh, and I gotta say, thank you. Yeah, I'm I I will say a preemptive thank you as well. And um, uh, those two people are not the only people who've approached us about doing the Tremor series, isn't that that right, Mike? That's true. That's true. You want to name check? Uh, well, you have one, and I have another one that you don't you even do? know about. Oh, okay. So, well, you... my good friend Kristen Fogel said, "When are you going <laughs> to do the tre- Tremors series?" And I said, <laughs> "Wait, you've seen the Tremors movies? Because this is a person who sees maybe one movie every ten years in a movie theater." Right. So the idea that she loves the Tremors series delights me to no end. Although it does sort of make sense because none of the movies we're talking about have ever been anywhere near a movie theater. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um yeah, my own my uh, my very own wife, Jeannie Irish, um just out of apropos of nothing said, "You know what's a really good series premise?" <laughs> Uh, oh I think I, I mean it's 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 crazy. It's the, the, the this this uh, this unspoken affection out there for this series. I guess it explains why this series is ongoing. Also, yeah, they're right. 
I love this series. Well, you know, I think this series is amazing. I, and I, I did not I, realize. I did not realize until we started watching these movies that I literally had not seen a single one of the sequels. Yep, uh, I'm right there with you. You know, I, yeah. I I've been through so many emotions with this series. I had a moment <laughs> when I was looking at my DVR, and there were art house cinema foreign movies, right. <laughs> a TCM <laughs> retrospective on Buster Keaton I haven't touched, and I'm I too thought, busy with Bert. <laughs> I thought to myself, I can't watch any of those right now because I have to watch Tremors Two Aftershocks. <laughs> but you know what? That was just pure snobbery because. Um, I would have never seen these movies under any other circumstances. Right. And, you know, they're an uneven bunch, but there are some real highs here. Yeah. Um, I agree. And, you know, more to the point, we've done a lot of big franchises on this podcast. But this, I think, is more our bread and butter. You know, when you dig a little deeper into a well-known movie and you find out that there is a fuckload of video sequels... Mm-hmm. that are ongoing and you know to that point the final movie in this series tremors streaker island is our first ever new release that we're gonna yeah cover. right exactly but by the time this... literally came out days ago yeah yeah that yeah well at the time, at the, released, at the time of the recording of this yeah. podcast right but certainly we're uh we're what we're review we're looking at it um, a week after uh it was released into the world and you want to know how contemporary shrieker island is there's a reference to covid in it yeah <laughs> <laughs> holy fucking shit yeah well i mean yeah so you know to your point i i just have nothing but affection for these movies i just think they're delightful they are delightful and you know i tried to be as objective as possible but my yeah my affection is is series wide but um you know in it we, we're forced to make some tough decisions. I think yeah. that's what the ranking segment's all about. And I've made those right. tough decisions, but I am not going to be, <laughs> I'm not going to be speaking about, I'm not going to be making any criticisms with any kind of vitriol. No. Yeah. Me either. <laughs> if I don't um, like something, it's, it really is just in, it's usually because something in another part of the series really impressed me and made what, that was right. Shit. Maybe, it, yeah, <laughs> right. Maybe it pales by comparison to something else in the series. But, but don't get me you, wrong. I this was this was a delightful uh, experience, um, and it was not one I was expecting to be so thoroughly enjoyable. Right, and that's the thing is, you know, when you when you throw out even just the very idea of direct to video, that in and of itself is usually a moniker for less quality. Yes. Now, <laughs> if somebody made that argument that these are of less quality than, say, the theatrical release, you might say they're right, but you could say they're wrong. And I think yeah. that's one of the wonderful things about this series is what's good and not good in each movie and as the story moves along. And I mean, this is a set of sequels where you don't even know the full 
capabilities or or evolution of the creatures themselves until the third movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. Uh I mean you 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 have that in your you certainly have that in your mind when you're watching them that this is direct to video. Um you know with I don't want to give too much away about my my feelings about these films but I have to say you know we see we see in these movies the evolution of the direct-to-video sequel and how it's basically leveled out with cinema. Right. I mean, yeah. by the time you get to Shrieker Island, it's hard to... It's it's really hard to see how this would be in any way different from a theatrical release. Um, and, you know, I, I, I was trying to... This is uh, this is another... I mean, is this the longest period of time that we've discussed on this podcast it's up there it must be it's definitely up there the the only one that comes close is die hard right i think this is more than that um and you know i was tracking you know what's going on in movies at this time what's the what's the what's the kind of height of how things are supposed to look and and sound Mm -hmm. each time i saw the movie i'm like looking for um you know comparables and each time i was you know i thought well, this, you know, like, yeah, okay, these digital effects don't look great, but uh, this is no better or worse than The Phantom Menace. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I'm thinking, so uh, th- these are, you know, the, these are certainly, you know, that they, they they own the, the fact that they are video and, uh, you know, that... The, That's uh, the thing. You want to kind of compare them to TV or... Uh, or the internet rather than cinema, but I actually think they do a good job, whichever way you look at them. I, I think they, I think there's some great filmmaking here. There's some real, yes, filmmaking I agree aptitude. Completely. Yeah, um, and they, they they really are interesting in the sense of you watch how the movies grow as effects grow, and how they use them. Yeah, and. Like I said before, like they're really keen on leaning into what they are. Yeah, definitely. With no apologies, and it's just you know I I it's a, it's just a, like another check mark for something I really love about the series. Yeah, and I mean we, we'll we'll I <laughs> I think we'll be all gummed out by the end of this uh, the end of this series, but just to to bring up the fact that. Michael Gross's Burt Gummer is in every single one of these movies. Yeah, Burt Gummer is there. For I'll say the that long again. Haul. Michael Gross <laughs> as Burt Gummer is in every single one of these movies. And when you're not cognizant of that fact as you go into the movie, it is surprising every time. <laughs> <laughs> but um but this, you know, this is a the this uh, this kind of the series really discovers itself through the character of Burt Gummer. Like once it realizes right. that this is the guy we want to go through this journey with. Well, him and his ancestors. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then I think you know the the comfort level of the series just takes off. Yeah, I agree. And, and we we're kind of we're kind of coasting from movie to movie almost. Yeah. Oh, and I, I think that's that. all about. I think that's all about Michael Gross, actually. Yes, 
Absolutely. And, well, the fa- and the fact that, you know, we're not constantly having to come up with a Burt Gummer clone every time. <laughs> right. I mean, all of the people he's... All of the whole of his colleagues, people he works with, are <laughs> yes, they, they must reinvent that almost every movie. The fact but, that one of them is, is, but he is the constant. The fact that one of them is even his son doesn't mean he's necessarily going to make it into the next movie. Yeah, but um, but yeah, exactly. He is this fixed point in the series, and and that that automatically puts it above so many other series where we have to deal with a a change of cast every single time. Because yeah. the, the, yeah. just the, the time that takes, the effort that takes, the kind of ride around, you know, uh, the workarounds. The, well, that can that can weigh your movie down. And I think like it, I think it does at the beginning for exposition and narrative. Yes. When you have to reintroduce new people all the time. And with Bert Gummer there the whole time in the constant. There is. There's just something that really works with his being there all the time. That, uh, and and it's funny because they do have to introduce new characters, but I don't. T- to me, it's you know something they can do quicker and and not like I said, not weigh the movie down with uh, lots of long exposition and wind. Yeah. For the first, say, half hour, you know. Well, when you're watching these movies, look out for the number of times that anyone asks a question about why Burt Gummer's doing something. And the response is, he's Burt. Yeah. <laughs> that, t- that tells you all you need to know about, um, you know, we, we have an, an established kind of behavior that we associate with Burt Gummer that we never need to explain. Right. Um. And, you know, coincidentally, that is he, you know, Bert Gummer is what we would now consider the worst person in the world. But well, and that's the thing. <laughs> so that's the thing. What I find fascinating about this series is we have all if you're a fan of the series, you have found a way to connect with and fall in love with a character that you would be diametrically opposed to, yeah. say, politically in real life in this time right now. And that's quite a that's quite a feat, I think. That is a that is a feat. Another another huge feat is it's kind of like it's it's kind of like when you have to put these uh you know these uh out of date characters into new movies like that you know they do in the Bond film cycle. Um mm-hmm. but you know they have to work through everything comes back to Bond for you. <laughs> for me, it? yeah, of course it does. Um, <laughs> okay, it's a sequel podcast, so I'm going to talk about a franchise in which there are no sequels. Um, but, you know, they have to work through uh, history changing and work, you know, history uh, changing our idea of what Burt Gummer is. And we have to find a way in which we can still make him a hero, mm-hmm. despite the fact that society is, has moved on beyond him. And, you know... I think these movies do a great job of, of you know, doing of doing that. Yeah, of, you absolutely. Know, we see, we certainly see the the we certainly see the story through his perspective, but you know, this these movies are not uncritical towards his point of view. Sure, and that's 
that's uh i mean i don't know if it's just because they're working under the radar in vod but you don't see that a lot you see i mean if you think about the 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 dark knight films and the 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 you know the moral and political quandaries that you know batman's behavior uh right. raises that none of those are ever dealt with <laughs> right. sure he get he gets away with essentially fascism but everyone all the time is calling out Bert for, you know, being a right-wing psycho. Yeah. Uh, and yet he's still able to withstand that and be the hero of the movie. And, and to me, that's good writing. Yeah. You know? I agree. And that's, I mean, we'll get to it in each separate film. But I have to say, the one thing I was really struck by and impressed by in these movies was the care with the writing within a ridiculous scope of nonsense of a story <laughs> yes. of these earthworms yes. <laughs> you know these underground creatures let, will... let, let's not forget that these are movies about you know yeah. worms subterranean worms <laughs> we are talking about these movies as if they are not about worms they are about worms <laughs> but but the you know in in almost every instance there is a care to give Bert especially an arc in each film in each film and 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 that's really I just think that's wonderful there is a huge uh, and not just Bert as well there is a huge emphasis in this series and something that I really appreciate because they kind of don't really need to do it and a lot of sequels don't and we're fine with it is that the things that people say and do in previous movies impact on the later movies yeah right all the time. I mean, I, we're not. I'm not going to spoil it now. But there is a huge circle back at one point in these movies to something that you have completely forgotten, which <laughs> drives the plot of a later movie. And you have to really dig back into the franchise to find it. And I appreciate that that level of detail, especially as that like the gaps between these movies are so huge it's yeah like years i mean they, they have they have yeah they have long years in between sequels but they never forget where they've come from which is no. huge for a sequel you know and some of the some of the big budget sequels you know the 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 halloweens and the friday the 13th could really could really do with following tremors example right in, in terms well, of continuity so, yeah absolutely well, let's get into this. Yeah. I mean, we've been talking a while, and we need to rank these movies. Now, there's so many of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, how do you want to do it? You want to just tell me your your favorite first, and then I'll tell you my favorite? Sure. And we'll just kind of go down the line? Yeah, let's do that. All right. What is your favorite Tremors sequel? Um, Tremors 4, The Legend Begins. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm really glad you said that. Because it's not my favorite. Yeah. I have one movie ahead of it, and it's Tremors 5, Bloodlines. Oh, my God. We are going to have a discussion, young man. <laughs> I love that movie. Whoa. I did not see that coming. For me, that movie... What I love about that movie is is the... Racism? Uh, <laughs> no <laughs> but the the effects finally catch up to 
the story. Oh, yeah. And there's just wonderful stuff in it. But anyway, yes, the uh, Tremors for the Legend Begins is my second favorite movie. Okay, my my second favorite movie is Tremors Three: Back to Perfection. Okay, we're 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 getting of like minds. We're, no, uh, bloodlines. We are not on like minds. No, I, I I understand that, but I mean, for me, <laughs> the the Tremors Three is my third favorite movie. So I you know uh, putting aside our favorites. Yeah. Uh, it's nice to have one to disagree about. Otherwise, this would be a yeah. strange, strange podcast. <laughs> Agreed. But I'm, I'm so. Uh, what's your so? I like five, four, three. Okay. Right now, I know that you like four, three. What's your third favorite? Seven, Tremor Streaker Island. Really? Holy mother of God! I love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, okay, yeah, Shrieker Island. This is a film I saw last week. <laughs> yeah, and right. it's the third favorite in the series that I love. So I like that movie. I like that movie too, but I really struggled between that and Tremors Two. Aftershocks. Okay, so. So but they, I, that's your next one? No, at the at the end of the day, I did go Shrieker Island, then Tremors 2 Aftershocks, and finishing up with Tremors 6, which is, I don't even remember. Cold Day in Hell. <laughs> Cold Day in Hell, thank you. Okay. Um, So Shrieker Island, then I'm going to do Aftershocks. Okay. Then I'm going to do Bloodlines. And then I'm going to do Cold Day in Hell. So really the only place where we vehemently disagree <laughs> yeah. are are where we place Bloodlines. Yeah, and I don't I don't actively dislike Bloodlines. I just had to make some <laughs> tough calls based on the quality yeah. of the other movies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, we've got stuff to talk about then. Yeah, yeah. I'm we... glad that, you know, I was so fascinated to see what would happen when you have, you know, a 732 sequels. And <laughs> like, you know, I mean, we could have been so vastly different, but we're pretty close. We're at, Yeah, relatively, we're pretty close. But and the other thing is, like, when you said you like Bloodlines, my reaction was like, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I don't Why that not? much, but go for it. I can think of one or two scenes in that movie now I absolutely adore. So yeah, yeah. There are just I uh, there are things I appreciate about that movie. I like the idea of bringing in the sun. Uh, I like I like the idea of bringing in the sun. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just leave it there. Yeah, we'll have more to talk about later. We'll have more to talk about. Uh, I I was not expecting it to be Jamie Kennedy, but uh, there we go. But, like, biggest shock of the series for me. (laughs) I I said to myself, what? He's the real Spanish Inquisition of this series. Absolutely. I'm 
I, I think I'm a little bit relieved that we both have a cold day in hell last. Yeah, there, there, that's the, the movie where I see the big, just the most egregious problems. Yeah, exactly. Me too. There's too many fucking people in that movie. Way too many. There's enough people in there for all six movies. Yeah. Exactly. And you still have a few left over that you could cut out. <laughs> it's also, we've all heard of day for night shots. I have never in my life heard of sand for snow shots. <laughs> oh my God. We should do video on demand every week. That was fantastic. <laughs> but just we also, we also have to talk about that. Uh, we'll, we'll definitely get, we'll have to talk about that director. I can't recall his name now, um, but his, his resume is extraordinary. Oh, I hit my door. <laughs> Sorry, say that again. His, his resume is extraordinary. The director yeah. of the last few, uh, I think from Don Bloodlines Paul. onwards. Yeah. Did he do Bloodlines? Live, live yeah, fact he checking here on everything sequel. There you go. <laughs> um, That's the thing. I mean, these, the, you know, there's so many of these fucking movies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got a flip, 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 flip. Now, do you, uh, do you think it's a bad movie, A Cold Day in Hell? Yes. Or do you think any of the other movies are bad? God, this is really hard. Mm -hmm. I know I <laughs> I feel I've I'm, I'm completely uh, I feel like I'm a bigot about these movies you know I, I I know what I like right and I know what I don't like I just know it yeah. when I see it but that's hard to sort of narrow down to a single movie uh, I definitely think a cold day in hell was a bad movie it's a it's a misfire yeah it, yeah it's just a misfire for which me. is which is a shame because it has one of the most interesting storylines. I just think it's it's kind of it's just too cluttered with people. That is literally you take 10 people out of that cast, you've got a good movie, I think. Um but no, that's a that's a a, a bad movie. <sighs> Bloodlines, I don't know. Bloodlines and Aftershocks, I don't know. That okay, that's interesting cuz that's I mean, I I like Bloodlines. I think that's a good movie, but and I, at the end of the day, I said they were all good movies, saving A Cold Day in Hell, but Tremors 2 Aftershocks was the other one yeah. where I just wasn't sure which way to go. Okay, let's do this. Let's split the difference. I'll say Bloodlines is a bad movie and Aftershocks is a good movie and you say Aftershocks is a bad movie and right. Bloodlines is a good movie. And let's just... And well, we, we can, yeah. We you, can. you know, because, I mean, both we, we, we both admitted we could go either way on either of those. Well, no, we couldn't. You wouldn't go either way on Bloodlines. But I'm willing no, to yeah. devil's advocate it. Uh, yeah, on... I agree. That's that's fine. Yeah, because I really, <laughs> I really, I, I, I made <laughs> I made these decisions a few days ago, and then I was looking through my notes at Aftershocks, and I was like, God, there's so much good stuff in there. 
Exactly. I, that's I think, my I problem. Think There's I think so much that I like in that movie. I think. I think the the well. We'll we'll start. We'll talk about it, and you know, the ne- our next episode. But that movie to me is. Yeah, we should wait. We, but, you're right. But I, I'm I'm gonna say I think you know, I think it is just before the series finds its feet, and that's hard to get over when you've seen the rest of the series. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying yeah. it's a good movie, so maybe you should voice those criticisms. <laughs> <laughs> Ditto. <laughs> All right. Well, we did it. Yeah, I don't remember what we did, but we did it. <laughs> yeah, it, it's I on hope record. I someone, someone out here is writing this down. <laughs> <laughs> I hope we can remember it when we start the movies. But officially, they are ranked and declared good or bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's it for the ranking and declaring of good or bad. Zach, Kristen, Jeannie, let us know. What do you think? <laughs> Did we get it right? I I, I, I doubt Jeannie's going to remember which movie's which. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. If I struggle, well, she's definitely going to struggle. If any of you or any other listeners have a grievance... Go ahead and find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Send us an email to everythingsequel uh, at gmail.com. And just like Zach and Kristen, you may get on air, as well as Tom's wife. Fantastic. (laughs) It's just personal friends so far. Well, that's okay. I'd like to fight with a stranger. Uh, Hey, what you do in your spare time... We cannot judge you for. <laughs> All right. That's it for Tom Stewart from of Lonesome Whistle Productions. My name is Michael Schatz from the How Dare You Awards. We'll, we'll be seeing well, you soon. Do you soon. feel that, Michael? Do you feel that? What? Those aftershocks? <laughs> They're coming. Coming up next, Tremors 2 Aftershocks. Say bye, Tom. Oh, oh, yeah. Another one. <laughs> You finished? Yes. <laughs> I like to think I know something about beer, but nowadays even I get overwhelmed when confronted by the exhaustive selection of craft beers they have at bars, breweries, and even grocery stores. Back in the day you had one, maybe two craft beers to choose from, and if you were confused, you ordered a Guinness. But in beer stations like San Diego, the craft beer options lately are in double, sometimes even triple, digits. So what's a beer drinker to do? You need what I need, the Vegas Beer Guys. Your beer of choice should be a perfect blend of malt and hops. And so a live show about beer needs that same balance. And the Vegas Beer Guys matches beer expert Dan Aker with self-proclaimed beer novice Stephen J. Weiss. The results are eminently drinkable. They're on Facebook. They're on Instagram. They'll try new beers. They'll tell you about beer. Think of them as your beer sherpas guiding you up a foamy-headed mountain to reach the peak of your pint. God, I need a beer.